the greatest story ever told is the story of Christmas. In that day, almost over 2,000 years ago, Caesar Augustus, the ruler of the world at that time over the Roman Empire, he issued a decree that went out across the land. And that decree was that everyone was to be counted and they were eventually would be taxed upon it. But a census was taken. Joseph was living in the area in the region of Nazareth at that time. But that wasn't his home. That wasn't his home place. His home place was a place that was known as a town of, a, of David. And it was one that we know of as Bethlehem. So he had quite a distance to travel. And at that time, he was already engaged to someone who was pregnant at that time, and she was carrying the Son of God. And so they had to take this journey across quite a few miles to go to the town of Bethlehem. And the story goes on. It says as they entered the town and they got there, the time came for her to deliver and to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. And she took him and wrapped him in, in swaddling clothes. And she laid him in a manger. And the Bible tells us because there was no room for them in the end. But outside of Bethlehem in a region, there was uh, some shepherds out there. And they were watching over their sheep that evening on that very same day. And suddenly, an angel appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around this angel. And everything lit up at that spot. Of course, the shepherds, they were, they were afraid when they saw all of this. But the angel said these words to those shepherds. Do not be afraid. For today, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. That key word to me in all this Christmas story is the fact that it is a Savior for you. We've all messed up, haven't we? In this, in this life. We've all blown it. Every one of us, no matter how good you try to be for your mom or your dad and, and others around you, and there's not one of us that has not at some point sinned. You know, as a, as a chaplain for years in the, in the fire department of Berry County, I've seen people actually go in and try to save somebody's home or try to save an individual. I've seen people even entrapped in cars and they'll take the jaws of life and they'll go in and they will try to save them out of that mess. And that word savior implies what? It implies that we need to be saved from something. And that something is, is our sin. And that something is also known as the wrath of God. And ultimately, that something is known as the final judgment, a place called 
hell. Now you might be going, whoa, are you sharing all of that in the Christmas story? Yes. Because that's what we needed to be saved from. We needed to be saved from our sin. This past week I just finished reading through the book of Revelation. And listen, my friends and, and, and church family. The wrath of God is explained and poured out throughout that book. But the good news is, is that this Savior that I'm speaking to you about has come to save us not only of our sins, but from the wrath of God that will be poured out. And ultimately, ultimately, because of my sin, the penalty of my sin is death. And the wages of that sin is death. And, and it is to be separated from God, but... But because God poured out his love for me, and I received that at the age of 11 years old, I will not have to go through the punishment of sin, and I will not have the wrath of God poured out on me, and I will not have to spend an eternity separated from God in a place called hell. Why? Because I received the greatest gift that's ever been given. And friends, that's the greatest story that's ever been told. The question for all of us in this room is, have we opened up that gift? Have we opened up the package? Have we received personally, ourselves, that gift? It'd be ridiculous to have one gift still left sitting under the tree. I can almost assure you, after your kids wake you up early in the morning, which they will, by the way, won't they? Now, you know what? You can't drag them out of bed if it's time for school. You just can't. Come on, kids. Aren't you fired up? It's time to go to school. But I can assure you, I, I told my dad this morning on the phone, I said, did we get you up at 4 or was it 5 a.m. in the morning on Christmas Day? And it was somewhere in between then. But I can tell you this, we were so excited. And I can assure you of this, every gift was open and every package was unwrapped there was nothing that was not left just sitting there and it makes me often wonder people hear this story and sometimes we take the story for granted but have you personally heard this story so many times that you've never even personally opened up the gift yourself well my prayer for you and my prayer for all of us in this room is that Yes, I'm going to open it up and I'm going to receive it. And it's the love of God and it's the person of Jesus. And once I receive him into my life, then I have been given the gift of eternal life. Someone very close to Jesus said these words. His name was John. He, in fact, said, I'm the disciple that Jesus loves, by the way. <laughs> I love that about John. But he wrote uh, in the epistles, the first letter he wrote, he said this. He said, Jesus has appeared in this world for two reasons. Number one, take away the sin of the world. That was the first reason that he mentioned that Jesus appeared. And you know what number two was? He appeared to destroy the works of the devil. Wow. Have you ever heard that before? He appeared for those very two reasons. Check it out, 1 John. 
He appeared to take away sin. And he also appeared. Why was this baby born? Why did he grow up? Why did he do what he did? He appeared to destroy the works of the enemy, the devil, Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call him. That's who he is. And why did he do that? Because he's real. And he had to come here. He had to destroy him. Because he said these things, and it's found in John chapter 10. Jesus said, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. I don't have to tell you, this has been a hard year for some of us in this room. It has been a challenging year. And I've seen to where it felt like the thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy in so many ways. But listen, I want to say to you on this Christmas Eve of 2018, I stand here before you to proclaim that Jesus has accomplished his mission and his purpose. He has won. And he has taken away my sin. Hopefully, he's taking care of yours. And he is destroying the works of the devil. And so that's what I hope for. And that's what I look forward to. You know, every Christmas Eve when I grew up, I, I grew up in a country church down in middle Georgia. You know what? We didn't have Christmas Eve services. You know what I look forward to every Christmas Eve? We went dove hunting. That's what we did. And we just prayed it wouldn't be, uh, that Christmas Eve wouldn't land on Sunday. Because down home, you don't hunt on Sunday, okay? That's just the way it is. And so we, as little boys growing up, would just go, oh, man, we were so excited. We couldn't wait to get out there and shoot those doves. We didn't have deer at that time, okay? This was Dooley County. They got the giants now, but we didn't have them. So dove hunting is what I look forward to so much. But, you know, I was sitting here on that front row, and, uh, and I'm not down in the home place anymore, and I don't get to go do all the dove hunting. But I was sitting there going, you know what? We've been doing Christmas Eves now for about 20-something years and, and growing. And I am so thankful to be here in this moment at this time because really this is the greatest story that's ever been told. And that's why we're here. Jesus is the light of the world. He is.